This is Before the Goodbye, written for Britney Spears' third studio album, Britney, which is celebrating its 20th anniversary in 2021. It was written and produced by today's guest, Joshua Schwartz. This was available on the Japanese edition of the Britney album, which was released 20 years ago today, October 31st, 2001. Welcome to the Original Doll Podcast. I am your host, James Rodriguez Horton. On the Original Doll Podcast, I unpackage pop music with the people who created it. We have an unfiltered look at what happens behind the scenes and shows it does take a village. And speaking of the village, I want to thank my Patreon followers, Instagram followers, listeners, globally, everything. I want to give a shout out to Rochelle, to Peter, to Tommy, to Tyler, to Max, to Luke, to Rami, to Tina, to Autumn, uh, Kelly, all of you. Thank you all so much. And for those who don't know, you can follow me on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month just to donate to keep this podcast up and running. And there are options to help out charity. For the first-time listeners, welcome. What we do on here that's different than most other uh, podcasts is for every question a guest answers, we get items donated to charity. For all the listens we get in the first 24 hours on Apple Podcast, we also get items donated to charity. So I want to thank you all so much. We've been working with homeless LGBT plus teens. There are photos online of us uh, donating and distributing uh, different items for those in need. We also help out women in domestic abuse shelters and more. So be on the lookout and see how you can help us 
help others. So thank you all so much. Today we're going to talk to our returning guest, Joshua Schwartz, about Before the Goodbye, which happened to be a bonus track on certain editions of the Britney Spears Britney album from 2001. We're celebrating 20 years of that. Uh, and we're going to be having a couple episodes coming out quickly uh, with some other songs from the Britney album. So make sure you subscribe uh, on your preferred streaming and let us know. Shoot me a DM on Instagram if you have any questions. The dot original dot doll. That's using those periods dot. Somebody said, do I spell out dot? No, you do not. So let's stop talking and let's get right to the show. Once again, I am James Rodriguez Horton and this is the Original Doll Podcast. The Original Doll. I love Before the Goodbye, by the way. That is a good Oh, yeah, song. that was a good, that was BT, I think. Yep. Yeah, that was a cool song. I love that it kind of builds up and then the end with like the acoustic and the drop and things like that. I just love that. I remember that one that one you know what that was about um she was still dating justin at the time and they would always go off on tour separately sometimes so they were already missing each other before they left it's kind of i think it's a simple sentiment but i remember she was dating justin for most of those songs and then once she wasn't you were starting to write more angry stuff <laughs> you know so i'm not going to go into the relationship of britney spears and, and her exes and things like that what i will point out is that there was a distinct change in Britney Spears as a songwriter from the Britney album to the In The Zone album. And we're going to talk about a few of those songs over the next few weeks, including uh, one of the songs that was scrapped for the project that uh, Joshua Schwartz had worked on. But the thing is, if you think about this song, Before the Goodbye, as a love song to somebody like I'm Missing You Before the Goodbye, it's something very relatable. And the fact is this, in this situation of Britney Spears herself being the person that's missing, you know, her boyfriend before he goes on tour, it's also conversely the other way too. Like, it's the other person who is missing, you know, her before she goes on tour. What's been um, fascinating to find out is I'd created this huge spreadsheet and some of those on patreon.com slash the original doll have seen I had reached out to everything from touring managers, uh, studio session, uh, vocalist, studio rentals, everything, to create this database of when Britney Spears was working and what she was working on during this. And you'd be surprised at how little time off she had during this time. I think a lot of that stemmed from the label thinking, well, we didn't anticipate this Britney Spears phenomenon to be as big as it was, as you know, as, as fast as it was. And I think they were just like, let's keep going. Let's keep this train going. Don't stop. Because in the music industry, when women take a break, they always talk about the comeback. It's their comeback. 
you hardly ever hear that term used for male solo artists. When Bruno Mars goes away, comes back, it's not, you know, here's the comeback of. It's always this comeback for female artists. Oh, Adele's making a comeback. You know, in a few weeks, she's going to announce um, that she has this single coming out. Uh, and people are like, oh, it's going to be her comeback. And so as soon as, like, the video premieres or anything, or, you know, if she's going to be announcing tour dates and stuff, oh, it's her comeback. Lady Gaga's gone. It's her comeback. Britney Spears even herself references saying, like, it's not a comeback. There's no comeback. There was time off. She's still been Britney Spears during that time. But I think that's something important. And the other thing is, with the media side of it, is media has a tendency to... Um, narrow down the talents of a female artist by just saying, oh, they're, it's just a journal. It's about a boy. It's about this. You know, Taylor Swift keeps writing about, you know, this boy or, or you know, the same person, all of her relationships. And then I'll use Bruno Mars again. Uh, he's another person, you know, he writes about, you know, this this love that he had. And, and oftentimes he's talked about it's the same uh, person but that doesn't get thrown away. It's just, oh, Bruno Mars is super talented. Not Bruno Mars is super talented is talking about the same relationship. That's not the case. John Legend, same thing. And I think it's interesting because I think what 2020 and 2021 have taught us is the media narrative about female artists is vastly different than those of the male artist. Britney Spears can confide in her songwriters and producers about these songs and create something that's so relatable. And based on media and photography, paparazzi, we can figure out what that is. Um, but I think what's great is when you listen to Before the Goodbye and think about this is a woman who is going on tour, going on world tours nonstop, and that she's in a relationship with somebody. And, and this could be for a dancer. This could be for a background vocalist. Is that you're, you're missing them already while they're still present. And I think that's the part of the song that I really like before the goodbye. I'm missing you before the goodbye. So it's not post-separation. This is saying while we're still together, I'm missing you already because it's going to happen. And that's, I think, the brilliance of this song. I'm always missing you before the goodbye. Not missing you after the goodbye. It's before. It's the anticipation of that. And I think that's one of the, the brilliant things about this song. So uh, let me hop back in, but don't forget, follow me on Instagram, thought.original.doll. Uh, my name is James Rodriguez Horton. You can follow me there. Hit me up on Twitter, at James Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z. Uh, it's on there, so go ahead, follow that in patreon.com. And any questions, or if you have a songwriter that I haven't talked to and you, you want me to talk to them, let me know. That's what I'm here for. But we're going to go back in and finish talking about this Britney era. Now back to the show. Well, that's what, that's what I was going to ask, because the other thing, too, is I think what people forget is during the Britney album, Britney, you know, the opening of that era was Slavery at the VMAs, which was like three days before September 11th. And then yeah. it was, how are you doing this? And I remember, I think it was, she flew off to Australia, like right after, like right after September 11th, she was doing some, I don't know if, it, I think it was Australia versus the UK. I'm not quite sure, but where everyone is like, well, what do we do? We're promoting this song that was a that was a big hit, very different for radio, but in a world that you're playing dual hands and Enya only time, how yeah. do you market this thing? So when Slave was about to be listed, because this is something I asked you before, because a lot of people said, oh, we heard, you know, something else was going to be a first single from that. And I remember I asked you and everything I read, it was like Slave was always the, here's the sure hit. This is what we're going to go with. Yeah. On the third album, it was supposed to be Slave. I mean, I think they 
they played around, but um, I, I just remember it being um, the Neptunes. They were the go-to producers at the time, and I knew she was going to work with them. And we figured they would bring something. But when they said Prince, <laughs> we kept thinking Purple Rain Prince, and, and Pharrell came in with like Vanity Sex Prince, totally different feel. Uh, different Prince era, different Prince time, different Prince drugs. Um, and Slave does feel like, and Boys feels more like Vanity than it did the Prince I was thinking. We were thinking like Little Red Corvette Prince because she's pretty spirits. It's gotta be, you know, a pop crossover. People aren't gonna get that other Prince. And I guess we were wrong, that's all. We just didn't come with that style of Prince. Pharrell did, Pharrell did, and uh, he nailed it. He's great, I mean, these are, you know, Thank God I'm on the album and I was able to jump onto his and hang on, you know, the Pharrell. Hopping out quickly to talk about this. So there's been this fan discussion saying that Before the Goodbye was going to be the first single. Some people said, oh, it was in this Entertainment Weekly article, you know, a couple months after the album came out. Now, the thing is, we know in speaking with producer Joshua Schwartz about the song is... As soon as the Neptunes came out, that's the direction that the album was going. And so as soon as the Neptunes were involved, Slave was going to be this single. That was going to be the first single. And so that's already decided on. It's not a last minute idea to decide which one is the lead single. So as Joshua Schwartz just said, you know, when they're involved and that song is involved in like boys, you know what the singles are. And those are two of the singles that were released from the album. So this thought that it was going to be, that Before the Goodbye was going to be the first single, that's not anything that Joshua Schwartz uh, knows. And he talked about, um, in the conversation with Clive Calder, who in previous episodes, you know, he was basically the head of, you know, Jive, Zamba, all these things. He was the one who ultimately was like, this is how we're making money. This is what we're doing uh, for the singles, etc." He would go for, as Joshua would say, he would go for the bleachers. He was going for the sure bet. He was not going to gamble it on anything. And so what I did was I decided to kind of, you know, do some research because on the original doll podcast with James Rodriguez, I like making sure we have all the information. Now, the Entertainment Weekly article. Now, here's the, the full thing that's quoted from it. It says, the title of it is called The Inside Story of Britney Spears' Missing Hit. The Inside Story of Britney Spears' Missing Hit, an import-only track, shows an alternate direction for the pop princess. Find out why she bumped it from the U.S. album. Britney Spears' Before the Goodbye is a full-fledged dance pop anthem, a potential hit driven by pounding Euro disco beats and a chorus worth, uh, worth of backing vocals, courtesy of producer B.T., but odds are that you haven't heard this track since Britney and her handlers booted it off her last album. Here's the quote. She and I talked about this in great detail, says BT, who was born Brian Trenso, who leaped from the dance ghetto to TRL after landing an electron electronic sheen to NSYNC's hit pop. Dirty pop, as some people know it. My songs were too different from the rest of the album, what the rest of the album was like. The record ended up being very sort of Neptunesy. R&B type slant on it. And the stuff we did was dance music. This stuff didn't make sense for the American version of the record, so they put it on everything else. Before the Goodbye has in fact surfaced as a bonus track on various import versions of Britney. Though, another BT production, When I Say So, hopping off the quote right here, we're going to be talking about When I Say So in the next few weeks. Back to the article. When I Say So has yet to see release anywhere according to his management, but Before the Goodbye, which has turned up online as an illicit mp3, is in its own way at least as musical daring as anything on the stateside version of the Britney album. 
So there you have it. This discussion of Before the Goodbye was going to be the lead single from BT's, you know, his the article he talked about, it was an idea to be added onto the Britney album, not the first single, the first release. And that's something he talked about uh, to, you know, Entertainment Weekly. So Josh Schwartz said there were no meetings uh, with the label or Clive Calder about it being released as a single, let alone a first single. All right, so there's that. I want to go ahead and play a little bit more of Before the Goodbye. Uh, I really like this track, and so I suggest stream this. It's so good. And don't worry, we have episodes coming up with Lonely, Intimidated, Don't Hang Up, um, and a bunch of other ones. And people keep asking, when are these episodes coming out? And I let everyone know over and over. You know, I record some of these interviews were recorded last year. Some of these were recorded, some of these conversations started in like 2019. Now, the thing is, when a guest is on, if they are working on something or they mention that they're going to be working on a project and it comes to fruition, they ask me to hold the episode back so as to not leak any information like that. So when people ask, why aren't you releasing? I interview them. I edit it. This is all a one-man show. Um, but it comes down to me respecting the guest. If they want to hold it back for any reason... I have no reason but to respect them and to allow that. And we enjoy all you listeners, too, so just, you know, just so you know. I don't do it for, you know, nefarious reasons. I know we all admire Britney, uh, so it's not that sort of thing. So I'll stop talking, and here's more Before the Goodbye, before the theme song. All right, see you on the flip side.